What you believe about yourself and your life is likely not based in reality, but in bullshit stories that you did not consent to, pieced together throughout your life with ideas offered to you from external sources. This podcast is here to help you recognize and dismantle those stories so you can reclaim your power and achieve what you want in life. Welcome to Yeah, I Made That Up with life and business coach, Kelly Jackson. Hi, I love you and I have something special for you today. This is episode 100 and... As of this episode, the podcast is called Yeah, I Made That Up. We're going to be changing the name here soon, and we're getting a new website. There's all kinds of fun stuff coming out, but um, as of episode 100, there's a a trend to offer lessons learned at such a milestone, and I'm going to jump on that bandwagon. (laughs) But really, the lessons I've learned in 100 episodes of a podcast are... The same lessons I've learned while building my direct sales business, while growing my direct sales team, while building my coaching practice, and in so many other areas of life. There are more people listening than I realized, which is always true in other avenues as well. There are more people following you than you think there are, more people seeing your content and hearing your message than you realize. Creepy lurkers are everywhere in a good way. Shit can be messy and nobody cares. Shit can be disjointed and nobody cares. Shit can be wildly imperfect and nobody cares. Shit can change and nobody cares. Essentially, nobody cares. And that can feel disempowering for some people. But I make it mean that whatever I'm putting out is resonating with my audience when they need it while allowing everyone else to weed themselves out. And that may be different people at different times. I for sure do not pretend to think that every episode resonates with everyone or even anyone, but I do believe that each episode serves its purpose, whether it's a 90-minute convo with my bestie or a three-minute super specific business tip. And integrity is of the highest value. Nobody actually relates to someone who pretends to be perfect So stop that shit and show up as yourself. Deal with the emotions that come along with rejection, the fear of it ahead of time and everything that follows when it happens. And give yourself permission to be fully seen as fully you. It'll resonate with your people more. Let your people find you and give them permission to show up to be fully seen as fully themselves. That's where you'll form trusted connections that lead to lasting client relationships. And we're going to talk further about this with Laura today as a special gift for you to celebrate 100 episodes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So we have Laura back. I know you're all excited about that because Laura episodes are the best episodes. Come on, let's be real. Um, And we are celebrating 100 episodes. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to talk about how some of the lessons that I have learned in 100 episodes are like the same lessons that we learn 
everywhere else. It's the same shit. It's the same shit for your business. It's the same shit in every other area of life. And um, Laura and I were just talking about how this applies outside of business in in other contexts. So I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a great great episode um, with the idea that. How you're how you're showing up to whatever you're doing, whether it's a podcast or it's your business or it's anything else that you're that you're engaged in in your life. So many people think that they need to follow a prescriptive plan and things need to be perfect. And like mostly what I have learned only reiterates shit that I already knew. Like shit can be messy and nobody cares. Shit can be disjointed and nobody cares. Shit can be wildly imperfect and nobody cares. Shit can change and nobody cares. Essentially, just like nobody cares. Like people are going to show up. Your people are going to show up when you show up. The people who aren't your people were never going to show up anyway. <laughs> and like, I know I have talked about um, several times with you and just like in other episodes that, you know, we have five listeners and I have learned that there are far more listeners than five. Um, I've actually attended things recently in person where somebody has told me that they listened to my podcast and I was just like, what? Really? Crazy. (laughs) So it's probably, probably like, I was going to say 50, but it's it's probably, there's probably more like, you know, 500 listeners or something like in real life, which is absolutely nuts and super humbling. Um, but those things, those, those ideas that like showing up in integrity with yourself and showing up in your own authenticity is what is going to attract people to your message and draw them in is what I have learned about doing a podcast. But that was so true in our direct sales business as well for our direct sales team that we built together. And you were just talking about how it also applies to your new position as PTA president at your kid's school. And I'm sure it probably also applies in your position managing the kitchen at a different school. So um you said, oh, I have lots of experience with that. <laughs> so tell me about that. Tell me how that how that has shown up for you lately. Absolutely. Uh, but first, hold on one moment. Happy 100 to you. <laughs> Happy 100 so we don't get sued. Happy 100 episodes, Kelly. <laughs> that was no song. I just made that song up right there. I promise. Okay. Anyway, I'm very, very honored to be here for your hundredth. I um, Thank you. I'm honored to have you anytime, very, but especially today. I'm very proud of you. And my husband is one of your 500 listeners now. Since I started appearing on the podcast, I couldn't believe he actually listened to the first one. And I think he's just listening to all of them now, which is pretty cool. Well, he's very discerning with his podcast listening. So I feel so honored. Exactly. (laughs) So it is. It's so real that your integrity is your what you're selling. It is who you are, no matter if you're 
literally exchanging products for money as we did in our direct sales business and as all direct sales businesses that are legit businesses do. Don't come at me with MLMs being pyramid schemes. There are some probably that are, but MLMs where you are selling a product to a person and they give you money, it's not a pyramid scheme, people. It's just, I'm a store, but I'm a person. Okay, yeah. don't yeah. at me. Um, but we always talk with our team about it's your integrity is really who people are shopping with. Because as I just said, you're a store, but mm -hmm. you're just a person and people can literally go to stores and get a lot of the things that you sell as an MLM. And I will never forget when 50 shades of gray came out and I walked through target and there were, you know, vibrating products for people to use with their romantic partners sold at target on the end caps. Yeah. They were not near as high quality or wonderful as some of the things you can get other places, but they were still literally sold everywhere. But people shop with you because of who you are and your integrity. And what I've been noticing, I've been, I stepped into uh, my PTA co-president roles like the end of June. So there's up until like two days ago, there was really just a lot of emailing and um, kind of behind the scenes stuff with the, rec the rest of the executive board and planning stuff and everything. But now that school starts soon, you know, today I had my first official like standing in front of all of the staff at the school. Hey, PTA president this year, no interest. I mean, I was interested in PTA, but like just didn't think that I wanted to devote time to it or anything this year until, and this goes back to integrity, I found out who the new principal was going to be this year. And she is someone I worked with two years ago at the school that I work with. And she was phenomenal. I always loved when I got to even just interact with her in the hallway, have a project here and there. I worked with her at that school during the initial COVID shutdown and coming back the next year with all of these COVID protocols. And I got to help her like make videos for the whole school, like the, the students on like what the school was going to look like. And I was just always really impressed with not only her integrity, but her spirit, her energy. I knew the kids loved her. And when you see someone walking down the hall or hear how elementary kids talk about someone, you know, if you hear it enough times, you know that person is special. And I did. Um, and then I found out she was going to be the principal at my son's school. And I immediately messaged her with goosebumps, so excited, because I loved her integrity and I knew that she was going to be bringing that to my son's school. And I knew that that was very much needed. So then I found out they needed PTA people. And I was like, listen, I'll do it. I was like, you need a president? I can be a president. Sure, why not? And they're like, well, we're going to have two co-presidents. Great, no problem. I spoke to an acquaintance of mine. And she's like, we can do it together. And I said, yeah, we can. We don't know what we're doing. That's fine. Our integrity is what has been putting us out there. And so today I stood in front of all the staff and I said, I'm here because you're new principal. I saw in her amazing things. And I wanted to be able to support her and to support all of you. and here's what I want to do to help you all. And here is some ideas we've already had. Here's what's important to us. I made it very clear to them that something that is very important to myself and, and my co-president is that like at our first event, every single family gets spoken to by someone from PTA and, and a staff member. And I saw so many people nodding in the room like, yes, yes, yes. And afterwards, I just was like grabbing my bag and getting ready to leave. And they're all like, thank you so much. And five different staff members that I didn't even know. I know quite a few staff members. My kid's been at the school for like four years, but there were several that I didn't really know. And they're like, I love you. Thank you for your energy. 
thank you for this. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you. And the one woman was like, thank you for your energy. And I just love it. And I said, it's just me. I'm really happy to be here. And I realized she was saying, thank you for your energy, but she was really saying, thank you for your integrity. Thank you for being honest about why you're here. Thank you for having a reason. You're not just like, well, somebody's got to do it. So I stepped up or whatever. Like I'm doing it from a place of, I know how much value this can bring to the staff members and to the students at this school. And also it's bringing to me because don't think that that doesn't fill your cup a bajillion times just to have, you know, strangers say one thing like that to you. Yeah. It's so, so important. And then I got a message from the principal later in the day and she goes, you brought a tear to my eye this morning. Thank you so much for doing this with me. That is how you see your, you see that integrity. You see that people want to work with you. They want to be a part of what you're doing, no matter what it is because you're helping their experience be better. You're doing yeah. something for them and with not for them but with them. And that makes all the difference. Yeah, I did I I did a a pajama party um last last Friday, so a week ago as of the time of this recording. And um it was for coaches because I had I had attended a um a retreat where I was talking about my experience in direct sales. And, um, one of the coaches there said to me, um, hi, I'm sorry. Can you teach me how to sell some shit? Cause, uh, I don't know how to sell things. And that's how I'm going to have a business is by selling my offers. And, uh, somebody else reiterated that request. And then I attended this like little, um, marketing summer camp situation and that was all virtual and one of the activities that was um, available, I guess, as part of the assignment was to do a, a quick launch of something. And um, so I was like, well, somebody requested that I do a sales training for coaches. So that's what I'm going to do for this, this summer camp assignment. And um, so I did a little a free webinar that was just a, a a sales training with basic concepts that I hold with my own integrity about what sales means. So many people think that sales is manipulative and that it's pushy and like it can be, but if you are in your true authenticity and you're showing up as your true self to give some information to somebody about what's available to them, that's that's how I view sales sharing information so that somebody else can make an informed decision and sharing information, being in integrity with yourself. And when you do that, they can then make an informed decision on their own behalf. They have the power to do that. You're not trying to take power away from them. You're trying to offer them power, offer them a, an opportunity to make a decision that they may not have even known they had available. And when you do that, that is what I view as the basis of sales. And I did this free webinar and several people commented that it was really helpful. And I, I sent out a feedback form just to see like, is this something that the other people would be interested in, in like having available to them? And I decided to expand it based on the feedback that I got. And all of that, is me just being curious, being in integrity with myself and showing up to offer something that I have of value 
that other people see as valuable. And it's not, it's not pushy. It's not gross. It's not, um, it's sleazy. It's not any of the other words that people think of as sales. It's literally just showing up in integrity. And when you do that, like you said, people will be drawn to you. Some people won't. Some people will not want what you have to offer. And that's okay because you're going to weed those people out and make room for the people who really are into what you're doing, really are into what you're offering. And when you were talking about the principal, And being so excited to work with her, like that's an example of this as well. She shows up in her integrity. And so you spot that and you're like, fuck yes, I want to be part of what she's doing. And when you can do that, when you can do that, no matter what you're offering, that's when you're going to be really successful in sales. That's when your direct sales business is going to grow. That's when your coaching business is going to grow. That's when your direct sales team is going to grow because people are going to be want to that people are going to want to be part of what you're doing because you are showing up authentically in your own integrity. And that's it. There's 100%. not anything there's not anything more complicated than that. There's not anything more prescriptive than that. And so like, and that's, that's when I was really thinking about what have I learned in doing a hundred episodes of a podcast? It's that shit. It ain't going to be perfect. It ain't going (laughs) to be super planned out. No matter what kind of plans you make, they're not going to (laughs) happen. So like showing up. Absolutely. Messy and being in integrity with yourself. That is what is going to make whatever you're doing an opportunity for success. Yeah. And I, I had to take, I had to write a couple notes down real quick because while you were talking, I had four different things come up and I was like, Oh, don't forget that. And don't forget that. And I know I'll forget all of it because I'm listening and I love it. But the first thing I wanted to say was congratulations because you did something, created this training four coaches on sales, two things that you know a lot about and you're wonderful at, and you did it without being asked or told like seven times, which, you know, I just was listening to our favorite podcast this week and they were like, most women have to be told seven times to like run for office. Like, no, just go fucking do it. And you, that's the first thing I thought was like one person said it and one other, and you're like, okay, I'll do it. And you did it. And that's something that you've always been like, that's been you as a person for the last 22 years that I've known and loved you. (laughs) But like every time you do it, I'm still like, fuck yes. Yeah, just do it. So this is your call to action. If you're sitting out there, should I run for school board? Should I start a business? Should I do this? I mean, like I say, yes. Yes. Obviously, like, you know, you can take other things into, I'm not a business coach. I'm not a financial manager. I'm none of those things, but I just say, yes, you do it. You do it. Okay. You go. Um, But also when you were talking about how as we sell, we're selling our integrity and not the product. And especially with coaching, this is very obviously very, very integral and obvious because someone's not, very few people are going to like pay for coaching if they don't think their coach is, you know, has integrity and is being authentic. Um, that'll, That'll very soon come to light. But I have to say when you're selling actual like physical products or something the first time you realize someone makes it very clear they are not purchasing that product because they think that product is exactly what they need 
but they're purchasing that product because they trust who you are, the first time you really recognize that and let that soak in, it is euphoric. Well, and that's the that's the concept that we always trained on is like the idea that you can look at people purchasing from you as a customer, or you can look at people purchasing from you as a client. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fucking customer at Target. I walk in, I get the shit I need, and I walk out or I order on their website and they deliver it to my front door. But somebody who you're a client of or somebody who is your client, there's trust on both sides of that. Correct. Also, someone may think they're a customer. They can think they're a customer all all they want. But if you treat them like a client, guess what? They might turn into a client. But if you treat them like a customer because they think they're a customer, are they going to be like, oh, but I want to be her client? Fuck no. Right. That's on you as well. And that's part of your integrity of knowing, A, you deserve to have clients over customers. You deserve that. But also they deserve to have you treat them that way. Yeah. And that's that's showing up for them. And I know you you talk about this a lot in your coaching business of showing up and being present for your clients. And it's it's the same across the board. If you're you want to show up for them to show them that they deserve that. They deserve someone to show up for them. Even if it's, hey, I think this product would be better for you than this product based on, you know, these couple questions I asked you. So I, I think that is something that is also um, really important to, to note, someone doesn't have to come to you saying, I want to be your client. Right. You're, you get to show up to them, treating them like a client and let them decide. And then you can weed them out. As you mentioned, weed them out. This happens anywhere. This happens in a job. This happens in a job where you're a manager and you have staff. And if your staff doesn't agree with your managerial things, they'll weed themselves out. Or, yeah. I mean, that's just the way it is. That's why there's such a high turnover in restaurants and retail work and all of that. And even sometimes in direct sales teams, because even though like direct sales is not a managerial staff structure, there are some people that come in and they're like, they see the opportunity, but then they're like, Uh, I don't really like my sponsor. And even though it doesn't matter, you can be successful. You can reach out. You can do whatever. Some people just weed themselves out because they don't necessarily agree with the philosophy of the team they join. And that's their choice. And that is not on you. That is on, they made that choice. And that's something that I know. And I know you've even been posting about this lately, but it's something that we've trained on a lot. And it's something when I was a newer leader in the business, I needed to hear that from you a lot. I needed to get a lot of coaching from you on this isn't their business is not my business. Mm -hmm. And just because I'm not the sponsor that they want doesn't mean I'm not the sponsor other people want, deserve, and need. Right. And that's a really important learning lesson in terms of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because so many people try to, when they're marketing and selling, they try to like, be everything to everyone. And if you do that, you're going to water yourself down so much that you're not going to be anything to anyone. 1000. And this goes back to even what we talked about last time I was on about, you know, don't just post it because it's clickbait and it's in pop culture too. And, and my philosophy is, you know, it, it took me a while to pull this out too, but if it's not working, if I'm finding it's not working, like I'm not getting what I think that I'm want to be getting out of something I'm doing, like I need to check myself. Am I being authentic? Is my integrity in check? Why am I doing this thing that I'm doing? Because we used to talk about it even, 
you know, back in the days of like, you know, don't uh, of positive, which could be toxic positivity. But even then, though, it was still a if you don't feel good about the thing you're doing, if you do it anyway, it's probably not going to work. Mm -hmm. And now I still have that philosophy, but not so much. And they're like, if you're not positive about it, it's going to suck. But in if you're not real about it, yeah, if you're not real about what you're offering, if you're teaching a class to people and you're like, I don't really know that I care about this thing or believe that it's important or anybody needs to hear it. Guess what? They ain't going to get anything out of it. Yeah. And I think that's the that's the nuance that is missing in not only the direct sales world, but any kind of, I mean, fucking real estate insurance sales, like any kind of sales is so personal development heavy, but there's, you get a keynote speech and that's like the introduction to something really fucking good that someone has to offer, but they're distilling it down to an hour. So it's going to be like, feel good before you do it. Okay. Well, if I feel if, if I have a sore throat, then I shouldn't take any action. If I, if I feel kind of sad because this other thing happened in my life, then I shouldn't take it. Like, that's not, the, that's not the same thing. And there's such a, there's such a big chasm in that subtle nuance that it, it comes across as toxic positivity and really fucking unhelpful instead of the actual foundation of it, which is like, Whatever you're doing, does it does it feel like you? Does it quote unquote align, you know, with who you are? Are you in your integrity when you're doing this? When you're saying this, are you running a copy paste business because you think that's working for somebody else because you see their fucking algorithm numbers and whatever else, or are you doing what feels really good to you, as in it feels like yours? Yeah, people should know who you are when they're interacting with you, no matter what the situation is. And, you know, this, this has come to light just in the last week, I've met several of the different PTA members that up until, you know, the last month and a half or whatever, it's just been like via email or whatever, planning a couple of different things. And I mean, this morning, for instance, this one woman, I've, I've emailed back and forth with her only like five times about planning one event. And I showed up and then within five minutes, she's like, yeah, she goes, well, I'm an, um, Enneagram, that's how you pronounce it, right? Mm -hmm. The personality trait. She's like, I'm an Enneagram this, like whichever number she is. And she's like, are you that or are you this? And I was like, I was like, I don't really know. I know what you're talking about, but I don't know which I am. But like, I can ask, I can ask my best friend. She maybe can tell me, but also like I'm this and this. And she goes, oh, you're probably this one or this one. And I'm like, this is how you know you're being yourself. If A, you're talking with someone and they go, well, I'm going to do this real quick because I'm, I'm this number. And are you this or this number? And I'm like, oh, oh that. And, she, and then she's like, she names off like four different traits. Oh, do you do this or do you do this? And I was like, oh yeah, that, not that, not that. She goes, oh, well, you might be this and this. And I was like, this is being, you don't have to walk into every conversation or every friendship or every like sales pitch being like, what's your Enneagram? What's mine? Blah, blah, blah. But like, when you read people that way, you're fucking showing up as your true authentic self. And so, and after that, she said, yeah, I'm so glad to have you this year. I could, I just, I can tell you're on it and you're going to be a great president and blah, 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 blah. And she's had four emails from me and a five minute interaction in person. 
But when you are being you, yeah. A, I gave her the permission to be her and be like, hey, so I'm an ERM this number, so I'm going to do this and this, and that's why, and blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God, that's great. And then this other woman goes, oh, yeah, I'm that number two. Oh, that makes sense as well, blah, 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 blah. Like, that doesn't have to happen for it to still be. You can tell when you're in a conversation or an interaction or in a business meeting with people and you are all putting your authentic out there and you're soaking up other people's authenticity. You can feel it. And if you can't feel that, like try yourself first. Yeah. See what you can do. Now you may be as authentic as you are. And if other people are still like very much like, I'm too scared, I'm too whatever. Fine. That that's on them and that's fine. And I will say one of these women I, I spoke with this morning, um, I met her in the last two weeks at another event and I was putting myself out there. I most of the time don't know how to not be my full authentic self in interactions with people anymore because I have learned enough through yeah. coaching with you and years of therapy that like it doesn't serve me to not. Yeah. And I was not getting it back from her. And I was like, you know what? That's not that's okay. I might not be her cup of tea. That's okay. Um, but also like I know how I am when I first meet people and maybe she's just trying to figure out how she wants to be within. And today she showed up as a very different person mm. and she was more authentic. Mm -hmm. And so I do think it just took her a little bit of like adjusting to what I was giving and being like, you know what? I, I want to be my authentic self too. And I did notice a very different, different thing just in like just little like comments here and there today from that and i i truly put that back into being authentic and having that integrity and giving other people permission to do that as well yeah the you know story the enneagram story here that you're talking about reminds me of when we were in florida at the um whatever the house was, the, whatever we called it. And Danny Todd was like, mm, yep. I bet you're a type four for, from the living yep. Carol Todd. Always thing. think about Danny Todd with that. Yeah. And I was just like, okay, I don't know what that means, but you know, I was curious about it. I looked into it. I learned about it. And sure enough, I'm a fucking type four. And, um, I will never forget that because it's just such a, it's such a powerful memory of like, oh, when you show up as yourself, people can tell who you are. And when you're not showing up as yourself, then that creates such a disconnect that feels terrible for everyone involved. <laughs> and when you show up as yourself, it gives other people permission to do the same. Not everyone needs that permission. But a lot of people do. I did. The fucking socialization that we receive all over the place. 100%. I needed that. And and also, you know, can I tell you, not only did I feel different after that literal, like, simple sentence of her being like, mm, this is you. But I saw a change in you mm. in being around other people, like, on that trip. Which was, I'm sure, a very, very, like, very nuanced change in you. But I was seeing that and appreciating it so much because obviously I had spent, you know, this was a few years ago, but I'd spent years and years with you alone and in social situations. Um, but I just, something felt different on that trip. Not just like me, but like us as 
us too, but like hanging out with other people, having dinner with everybody else at our table and everything like that. And at first I attributed it to be like, oh, it's a cruise and it's this and whatever. And as I, as I've thought about it over the years and thinking about that moment, like of being like, oh, you're this and you're this. I really do think some of it maybe had to do with like someone sees me as who I am, whether I even fully understand that or not at this time in this one little, this one little area, but it still is just makes you feel more not, not validated, but just like, it just felt the authenticity felt a little different. And I just felt like I, and, and maybe you weren't feeling any different in that moment, but I was seeing you differently because someone else had said, you're this. And I saw that. And I said, yeah, she is. And this just feels so right. If that makes sense. Well, I think that that actually speaks a lot to like the direct sales team that we had and the culture that we cultivated and the, the Rexy collective and the community that is in there and pressure point coaching and the community that is formed with each of the cohorts there. Because when you show up as yourself and other people see you being seen, that is also a really powerful experience because it's it takes some of the fear away from what it means to be seen as authentically you. Because so many people are afraid to show the, themselves as who they truly are because, well, if I wave my freak flag, then I'm going to be rejected or whatever. And like, if there is a safe space for you to show up as you and you are affirmed and validated in your authenticity as you know your worthiness as a human and whatever it is that you stand for then that creates so much permission for other people to do that as well absolutely i i just think it's a really beautiful thing to see someone that you feel that you know authentic authentically and then see other people see them that way. And then it just brings that out even more in just how you interact with the world. And mm -hmm. it's so, just like you said, your podcast, it can be messy. It can be whatever, like blah, 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 blah. That's not the point. You know, it's that just show up yeah. as you, let you be there, let people decide if that's what they want or don't want. And maybe if they decide they want it, they also might then give it back to you. Yeah. And isn't that the best? Isn't that like, that's, that's literally like a cycle, which could be philosophically, I'm going to say it's the cycle of life, <laughs> not the circle, the cycle doesn't have to be round. It could be like oval or oblong or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the, that's the power of relationships and community. And that's why, that's why like, I mean, I do one-to-one -one coaching, but what I find to be more powerful than anything is a group environment. And when you have a collective experience, when you have a community around you for showing up authentically, for being seen, for like giving yourself that permission, there's nothing like it. There's nothing like it. Absolutely. I really do love um, the coaching in the collective experience. And it has been something that even, and also even just watching, not, not only watching and like hearing the coaching you're, as you're coaching other people, but seeing them receive the coaching and how 
they receive it is so poignant sometimes. And, you know, as you were talking about, like, we're afraid to be, we're a watered down version of ourselves because, you know, patriarchal ideals and blah, blah, blah. And I know that there are times when I've watched as you're coaching someone and you're talking about their emotions and how it feels and you're literally walking them physically through their body and giving someone that permission to do that and giving them that space is beautiful. But watching someone else do that as well is equally as moving because it equally like you're in one moment watching them have that experience and and relating it to yourself, but you're also watching some of those like patriarchal ideals get cracked a little bit here and there. Cause not only are you saying what's, what does that feel like? Then you're helping them name that emotion. And that is something that is like literally was not taught when I was little. God, no, ever. Luckily there are some small little things here and there that are starting to come in in certain areas of education to help people, to help like, you know, kids start to learn these things, not at all on the level that, you know, your amazing coaching gives, but it really is just such a testament to giving yourself that time and that space to take that and to witness it. And that's where I think the collective coaching is also such a, such a benefit to people um, who are lucky enough, like I am to have benefited from that and can continue to do so. Yeah. I think, um, I think there's just something so powerful about the collective experience. And, and I mean, I always have, like, that's why when, when we would do trainings on our team, I I would do occasionally one-on-one coaching for people who were just super anti-collective stuff, but it was never as beneficial for them. It was never as beneficial for them. And if you're super anti a collective experience, then you're probably not going to do super great in a sales environment. <laughs> There's interaction that takes place for, that's not just one-on-one. <laughs> so. Even if you're showing up at someone's door with a vacuum and vacuuming their carpet, like you can't just walk in and vacuum and walk out and have them buy something. Like you gotta, you, you gotta interact with a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There has to be some, there has to be some, some community and communication, like, uh, I don't know, learning growth stuff that happens there. Um, but yeah, 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 yeah. So, oh, so much good stuff. I feel like we have come to a pretty good conclusive point and I know you've got some dinner to eat and I've got some dinner to eat. So. <laughs> I mean, you know, I talked to you for like four hours, but also like if we go into another subject, it will probably be another three hours. I know. I know. That's, that's how like. it works. So um, thank you so much for celebrating my 100th episode with me. <laughs> you are welcome. Yay, 100. Yay. I'll give you 100 pennies next time I see you as a present. <laughs> but I might not have pennies, so it might be in the paper form, i.e. it might just be a dollar bill. <laughs> <laughs> ah, that's funny.